Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Behind the Stigma. I'm Sierra Manova, your host, back here with Elena Vasilake, our clinical psychologist. And this week we'll be talking about a topic that I believe is very relevant and experienced by many of us today, which is the feeling of burnout. I'm not sure how much longer I can keep this up is such a common thing I hear among people today. And I think there's a reason for this, which we will talk about. We'll also talk about what causes burnout, how it impacts us both physically and mentally, and then most importantly, how to move beyond that feeling of burnout. Let's get started. Alina, hey, welcome back once again. Hello, everybody. As usual, a pleasure being here. Uh, very happy to discuss this topic. I think it's a very, very uh, burning topic, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let's start. Give me some questions. <laughs> so I'd like to be honest with you. I hear the word burnout a lot, and I typically associate it with being overwhelmed at work to a point you know, where you can't function any much or any longer and you don't really care about anything. But I'm not actually sure if that's what burnout really means. So how about we start off with defining burnout? What is it exactly? Is burnout a term that is related to work only or is it more than that? Well, yes, it is related mostly to work. Um, and I guess that's where uh, it it initiated, but um, but we can be burned out of different in different situation or different contexts, life contexts. Uh, you can easily be burned out about in a relationship. Or you can easily be burned out in uh, somehow taking care of somebody. Caregivers can be uh, burned out. You can be um, burned out in a friendship, even. Right. Mm. So it can be different contexts where you reach that level because basically burnout means you've reached a certain level, um, psychologically and physiologically where, you know, the actual uh, situation is not handled well anymore or you cannot cope with it anymore. Mm. Yeah. So definitely mostly we will find the burnout in the, uh, in work context. Um, it is the most common one, but it can be in other areas of our life as well. Mm. Okay, interesting. So what are some of the components uh, of burnout? Well, if a person reached burnout, initially you'll see a lot of symptoms of anxiety, of depression, uh, low mood, low motivation, low initiative. You can even have panic attacks. Uh, and there's a lot of physiological reactions of the body involved there. Um, so a person can easily feel very nauseated or can feel, um, you know, headaches, extreme headaches or extreme body pain, anything, right? Because our body, as we said uh, before in other episodes, talks to us and will express the discomfort in a way or another. But uh, it can go to such an extreme, and this is where I want to I want to really give this message that burnout can can reach such an extreme where the person can even have suicidal thinking. Mm -hmm. So really, it will start with extreme stress. It will start with um, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like um, exhausted, definitely super exhausted, and fatigue and uh, lack of focus and concentration. But it will progress towards depression yeah so although it starts as stress anxiety uh, it, it progresses towards depression and it can reach even suicidal thinking so how do you know that you're 
what you're experiencing is burnout and not something else. As you said, you know, there's an overlap with depression and anxiety and chronic fatigue. So how do you know that it's burnout that you're experiencing and not these um, conditions on its own? Well, you you definitely have to analyze each case, right? You you'll see it from the the context of the clinical case of the person. You'll clearly see that there's certain incorrect um, there's a certain incorrect engagement. Let's say with work. If it's mm. work, you will clearly see that the discomfort is coming from that area of their life, mostly, or is related to that, and um, you will somehow notice. Um, it's, it's very specific. You cannot just, even if it's only anxiety, you see that it's linked to other uh, specific. It can be a specific fear. It can be, but it, burnout will take um, over their life more than a specific problem. Example, um, I'm burnout at work. All I do is focus on work. Even when I have my weekend, I cannot relax because I know mm. that the start of the week, uh, you know, will come soon. So even when I have the time off work, I cannot disconnect from it. The brain is yeah. not disconnecting no matter what, either emotionally or even physiologically. So you, they overthink, they cannot uh, enjoy time. They cannot see other thing in life. They're so focused. Sometimes, um, I have, uh, clients of mine that, um, they are in this tunnel vision, right? It's like mm. they go in a tunnel and it's all so dark and all they talk about is work, 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 work and yeah. what's going on there and how it's not fair what's going on. Um, and in the end, um, you know, from from the outsider point of view, you clearly notice that, okay, it's uh, yeah. not so such a severe situation. You can just quit that job or you can just, mm. right? So it's so easy. But but for them, because they've reached that level of burnout, they don't even have the strength to walk away from what's the source of their discomfort. Mm. So um, most of them, they'll stay for quite a longer period of time, despite of the fact that they feel this discomfort. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since, since work burnout is quite, I think it's quite a big thing. I, I do want to kind of go with that. You did mention that something, for example, like quitting your job, something as simple as quitting your job, but is it really that simple, for example? Because I I feel like we have a pressure now in society to be something, to do something, to make something of ourselves, um, which maybe in the past may have been limited to, for example, our expectations from our parents. But now I feel like there's a higher pressure because of social media and just so many things do you think this could be one of the reasons that we're going through kind of a collective burnout? And then also, how can we deal with these kinds of pressures? Well, definitely it's coming from the, the way the society is today, right? Because we live more and more in a society where the, you know, the economical aspect is very important. At the end of the day, we cannot live without earning money, right? So mm. a job is important, but a job should never be uh the most important thing or the only important mm. thing in life or the only thing that I see in life, right? Uh, people when that are overworking and uh, um, only have as a source of self-worth work, right. that is not psychologically a safe place to be in. And I always work with my clients explaining to them that they have to give equal importance, equal importance mm. to different areas in their life. 
one of them being enjoyment, for example. So the enjoyment that I have in my life should be equally important to work. But I understand your point of view. The society pushes us in a corner where we just have to give more time. By default, we are giving more time to work, right, in our life because we're spending so much time and so many hours there. Um, so then automatically the brain gets used to give more time, more effort, more importance to work. Yeah. And by the time you realize it, you get so absorbed and you are in that tunnel that I was talking about. Yeah. So I'm not saying that quitting your job is uh, an easy decision to take, but right. if your job is giving you such a discomfort, putting you in a place where you're completely, um, you know, depressive and struggling so much emotionally, definitely the first, uh, you know, solution should be quit your job. And actually, because probably you're going to ask me now, <laughs> what is the solution for burnout? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You you know me already too well. But, you know, before we go into the solutions, I just, um, I want to say I do absolutely agree with you. Um, I actually quit my job because of that reason. I woke up nearly crying every day and I it was for two months. It was a new job and I couldn't do it. I just knew how depressed I was getting and it affected my studies. It affected everything. So I think you're right um, that sometimes that step is not as scary as we think. We will find another job, you know, it won't, hopefully, it won't be the end of the world. Like once you get yourself out of it, you can, you realize that there's, there could always even be better opportunities, more opportunities. So I, I do agree with that. And just a point here, um, you know, you said that you quit your job after what, two months, or yeah. three months. Okay. <laughs> Good on you because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll always uh, give you a moral reward for that because if it's not... Uh, something that is responding to your needs or is not something that is sustainable, it's something that is harming you, it is your right and responsibility mm -hmm. to protect yourself and leave that job indeed. And something else happens it's a psychological effect, right? Mm. Um, and it's exactly the same one that happens in relationships. So the longer you stay, mm. the longer you put up with something that gives you discomfort, the more mm. invested emotionally and physically you feel and the harder it is to quit the job right. so actually good <laughs> good for you that you you did yeah. not stay in a job that clearly is giving you the signs that you where you're not comfortable at the end of the day we have a um you know um, a probation period right where we that that's the role of it we forget that that's the role yeah, of the probation yeah. period not just for for them to um you know to uh, evaluate us and to see if we have the skills and Absolutely. the abilities to to offer whatever services we're offering but also for you to see if this job is giving you that uh, place from where you can actually use your skills uh, at the best of your capabilities so it's very important if if we get those clear clear signs of i am receiving huge discomfort from this job and we're talking here about job but it can be you know a responsibility it can be a relationship uh do consider stepping out of it mm -hmm. do consider you know if 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 something burns my hand i remove my hand i don't keep my hand there continuously right no absolutely and um yeah i agree with everything that you said so what would be some of the early warning signs of burnout? Like, can you tell when you, can you kind of stop yourself or tell that, oh, I'm going, I'm going into a burnout mode or, you know, there's something happening that's telling me, are there any signals that whether it's mental or physical uh, signals or symptoms 
that can come out that are showing us that we could potentially be getting into a mode of burnout? Yes, as I mentioned before, all of those symptoms can be. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, your your mind will show you that it's more towards work, let's say, if work is the where the burnout is coming from. So, for example, uh, in my first uh, consultation with the, with the client, I would always try to identify where is the source of, um, you know, whatever the problems are or whatever the symptoms are. So if it's anxiety or depression, you know, you'll, you'll very clearly um, see that it's somehow always going towards work, towards work. Yeah, you mm. even see it in the conversation, in the language of the person. So they'll always... Uh, talk more about that. Um, but as a clear, clear sign, because again, here we're talking about noticing this earlier. If, if you notice that going to work is becoming huge effort and you have to literally drag yourself to go there, or you have a lot of anticipating um, anxiety, um, nervousness and discomfort, that's already a sign that mm. things are not going in the right direction, right? Yeah, I mean, if you see yourself, uh, um, and and not to talk about more severe cases where the person is crying every day before going to work or is uh, reaching work and already feels like vomiting, or these are clear signs that things are not okay. Yeah, well, now to the most important part and question to address, which which you knew I was going to ask is... Right. What do we do? How do we get past burnout? Because I think a lot of people go through it and it's a big thing. What are some of the things we can do, even if let's say we can't quit our job or whatever the situation is, get out of it? Are there certain things we can do to cope with it in a better manner? Yes. I mean, definitely I would work with the person on, um, because what can I do about their work, right? I cannot um, change the situation. I cannot change uh, their bosses or the way the company works or whatever is going on there in their world. But what we work uh, on is empowering the person. It's empowering the person, is um, you know, centering the person so they can feel that their life is much more than work. So they become, if, if they initially come to me with the thought of work, 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 and all you hear from them is work, 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 definitely by the time they, you know, we spend some, a few sessions or a few um, consultations, we, uh, we change that perspective into it's me mm-hmm. and I have work, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there we work on different aspects. We, we, um, we can change different aspects. We can uh, put boundaries and limitations in terms of the time, in terms of the effort that I put into work, in terms of over-responsibility. I'm not saying responsibility. I'm saying over-responsibility mm. because we have people that take responsibilities over things that they cannot change at work or over, or they do not know how to delegate or they do not know simply how to make things easier for themselves. So they actually add pressure. Uh, and definitely we're working at developing other areas in their life because if a person has dedicated everything, all their attention, all their efforts to work and they have nothing much else in their life, it would be very hard for them to get out of that tunnel. Yeah. yeah. But if I have other areas in the person's life uh, where they, you know, they feel very satisfied and they feel strong, they'll be more likely to say, you know what, this is just a job. I'll change it. Mm. And eventually, I mean, 
If you've reached burnout, unfortunately, not much can change because already the brain has associated a lot of negativity with that particular context mm. of burnout, right? So, um, yes, either the conditions will change drastically or you kind of have to quit the job. Wow. Yeah. Alina, I actually wanted to ask you, as a psychologist, have you experienced burnout or an overload of work? <laughs> and if you have, how did you cope with it? Yes, definitely I did. I think we all do. Unfortunately, we are, um, we live, um, I don't know, I know listeners are from all over the world <laughs> at this stage, but uh, um, unfortunately, it is a work society that tends to, you know, employee, um, use whatever you can, uh, burnout and next, basically. So, um I think people suffer a lot, and I'm not just talking about myself here. People suffer a lot from a very, very high level of uh, or or rhythm of work that is not necessarily something very sustainable. Um, and I think we all go through these stages in life where you just put priority on work and you try to, you know, um, climb the ladder or do your best mm -hmm. and sometimes that can really take you off your balance and I've experienced that myself and I'm mm -hmm. a psychologist and obviously I know the importance of, of that balance in mm -hmm. life um, and for our job as psychologists is even harder because mm -hmm. we are dealing with uh, you know maybe the hours are the same but uh, you know the cases are not the same or the you know the emotions are not the same right so it's very draining and it can be very 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 hard sometimes um you just set boundaries you take decisions to reduce your working hours or to um simply take more breaks if you can i mean um the way i work i don't have the flexibility of taking many breaks but um i've seen myself um literally cutting down the hours because there was no other way to give myself a break definitely mm. so the idea is at least you have to be aware of the importance of it and that you, the action is in your hands, right? So mm. as soon as you can, I'm not saying that you can do it anytime at any point and very fast, but as soon mm. as you can, you should go towards, uh, towards it. Right. And I've even experienced myself, uh, clear physiological symptoms because of, uh, getting mm. close to a burnout. I cannot say I've experienced a severe, severe burnout because I always took myself out of the situation before yeah. that, before reaching there. But, um, but uh, I was close and I did experience um, significant symptoms. You just have to be very aware and constantly know that it is your right and responsibility. I'll always say this and I'll repeat it again right. and again to do the right thing to protect yourself and to, you know, to have a healthy, happy life. Thank you so much for that. And I agree with you about taking the responsibility to take action. That's, exactly. that's very well said. Yeah. As a final question, I would say, if you're, let's say, not able to get out of whatever situation or if you can't quit your job at that moment, how can people who, for example, may not be as assertive set boundaries? For example, tell their boss um, that, you know, I have certain needs and I need to adjust my work situation. Because um, I know for many people, this is a, it's a hard conversation to have. And let's say even if it's not work related, but whatever, is there, is there like, how do you take that step? If someone, you know, is not able to tell their boss, I, you know, can't take this responsibility. I can't do more work. What is the kind of boundary? How can you set that boundary? Or is it simply 
literally no other way of just than saying it. <laughs> well, no, again, we work at um, empowering the person. So slowly, slowly, the one of the uh, effects of therapy will be empowering yeah, mm-hmm. that person. They'll, they'll start putting more priority on themselves, on what they need, and they, they will start voice it more because the space of therapy gives them uh, that experience of voicing more and more their needs and mm-hmm. putting more and more priority on them. Eventually, that will reflect in their life, mm-hmm. even naturally, without us even focusing and working on this. Then we can also work on, um, you know, specific uh, specific uh, communication style, communication skills, or do role-playing in sessions to prepare the person. Or yeah. I even use the EMDR uh, to do future rehearsal with them or, you know, imagination. We use the imagination, so we prepare the person a lot. There are a lot of techniques that can be used. And the last effect of all of this uh, cocktail is that one day the person will come back and they tell you, you know what, I spoke with my boss and I told them and, you know, I've set those boundaries. Yeah. Sometimes it happens progressively. Uh, they come back with small, you know, small steps, mm, Yeah. which is also amazing. But uh, some other times the, the change happens suddenly and they tell you, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. You know, I just spoke all of a sudden. Uh, but is uh, at the end of the day, is the general uh, positive effect of the therapy, which is to empower a person and for them to learn how to put priority on on their life, not the job or just specific areas of their life. It's, it's the total, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, Alina, thank you so much. I did want to keep this episode short and sweet, um, but I do want to say that if anyone listening has any questions, you know, if they feel that they have certain things or any further questions to talk about this, do reach out to us. And I'm sure Alina will be happy to respond again in perhaps another talk or another episode. Definitely, for sure. And uh, also for all the people out there to know that we should not suffer from the burnout, um, work and any responsibility that we have in this adult complicated life um, (laughs) should not drain us and should not really make us unhappy. Um, Life should be easy overall. And it's not already because as I said, this society complicates things a lot. Um, but uh, if you get these red flags, definitely um, look for support or ask for help or voice it or at least know that a change is needed and mm-hmm. at least do not stay in, in that uh, emotional and mental state. Thank you so much again. Elena, and thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I would like to remind you that if you did find this episode interesting, then do check out some of our previous episodes. We've spoken about the inner child, cognitive distortions, anxiety, feeling guilt. And if you do like it, then please do subscribe on your podcast hosting site. We'll catch you guys next time. 